are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. I'm Evan Klosky. The greatest media baseball player of all time. And we are the host of the Locked on Rays podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked on Rays your very first listen every day. And remember, Locked on Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked on Rays. All right, so... A critical series, to say the least, for the Tampa Bay Rays, and I guess you could say the New York Yankees as well, as both these teams face off in a three-game set at Yankee Stadium, and both teams evidently pretty hot right now, as uh, the Rays just swept the Red Sox, and the Yankees looking like they're going to sweep the Twins. Uh, What do you all think how this series, how do you all think this series will shake out? I know in the last episode we talked about, uh, you know, if the race sweep, but what's the actual likelihood or the chance of that, um, let alone being on the road. Right. Slim. I mean, sweeping is hard to, yeah. And a hard thing to sweep. I mean, like uh, what the rays were one ridiculous half inning away from pulling it off in the Bronx they were, you know, I would have loved to have seen what G-Man Choi could have done if they didn't screw up Yandy Diaz's strike three call. Yep. Little things like that happen. And with the Rays, because they don't have the bats to create cushion in a lot of games, they're caught in these scenarios of the shoulda, coulda, wouldas a lot. And sometimes it sucks, but sometimes it's a byproduct of just who they are as a team and they thrive in just the yuckiness of these tight battles. And, and that you know, they're great in it, which is why they win a lot of them. But um, I would be surprised if the Rays swept. I would too. But, God, I want it so badly. No, and the pitching <laughs> matchup, <laughs> the pitching matchup, it's Montes and Tyone um, for the Yankees. I don't think they have a, a, a starter for the, the Sunday game. I don't think the Rays do either. For the Rays, it would be Rasmussen and Kluber. And Kluber. I was going to say Klubot and then between Kluber and Klubot and then that's what came out. <laughs> it just seems like you added an accent. It's cool. Yeah. Kluber. Yeah. Uh, yeah he's French today. Kluber. Uh, oh, I don't oh. – oh. <laughs> Dude, I – Drew Rasmussen, I'm going to give him and, and Kluber the advantage here because Drew Rasmussen, I think like when – I've never done this. I am not a father, but I hear that when you do that, you are just the most elated human being on the face of the earth. Dad so strength. I'm going to exactly. So I'm just going to do the dad strength point brownie points for Drew. And then on Saturday, Kluber has just been fantastic against the Yankees. I mean, he has been terrific against his former team. And some some of it, I just want to again just go old boomer. Uh, style and be like he's just angry at his old team for not giving him a contract this year um so i'm gonna give him the plus the problem is his montas montas has been just unhittable for the race and he has been kind of mediocre with the yankees which i just don't understand even with the a's he just shut down this lineup and he did it again i mean he just looked like he was i don't know Justin Verlander, Shane McClanahan, mm-hmm. Dylan Cease, pick your, uh, pick your uh, you know, guy for the Cy Young, and that's exactly what Montas looks like against the Rays. 
Over under one and a half home runs for Aaron Judge in this series. Uh, over under one and a half. Yeah, one and a half. Um, Three game series, by the way, at Yankee Stadium, of course. I'll go. I'll go under. I'll say he'll he'll probably hit one. Okay. I'll I don't know over. why you pitched to him. By the way, yeah, that lineup sucks. Right, he's the only guy hitting. Like yeah. I just would rather walk him. I don't really care the situation. Like yeah. I just like just put him on. Like put him on. It doesn't matter. Like nobody else is producing. Hit? Yeah. Yeah. Make somebody else get to armor. Yeah. I don't get it. Which by the way, I mean, is there any chance that well, I mean, this may be an off season question and conversation, and again, we're not locked on Yankees, but it is interesting uh seeing how this Yankees season has unfolded. If Brian Cashman returns in 2023, if Aaron Boone returns in 2023, and if Aaron Judge returns in 2023 and beyond. Okay. The last last one is the one that I would would give a a question mark, but Boone and Cashman, Yankee fans are not, uh, they're not going to take those jobs away. No way. I mean, I... Yankee. So you think it's you think it's Yankee more likely fan. that Yankee Boone and Cashman love. return in 2023, but not Aaron Judge? Well, Yankee yeah. fans would would love for Boone and Cashman to go away. They are so they would, it, but it's it's probably more likely that they're going to return versus Aaron Judge because the Yankees are not, I don't think, willing to spend tons of money anymore. They exactly. are they are kind of. The, the Mets are the Yankees and the Yankees are the Mets. I think you're going to see a very similar process here. And the I will say this. The Yankees might sign Judge because he is – what Yankee fans and that media are going to do to the Yankees organization, the minute yeah. Judge signs elsewhere, is going to be unforgivable for a lot of that base. And the Yankees might have to just suck it up. That, that's why I said if he breaks the record, you have to sign him. If he breaks Roger Maris's record, like there's not even a question. The, the problem is, is that the Yankees have no leverage anymore. They have none. They totally botched this whole thing up. And I don't want to turn this into a Yankees podcast. Yeah. But I'm just saying that it's relevant in the, in the AL East landscape because if he's gone, that dramatically helps to raise in the future. It just um, – it's, it's mind-boggling that they would let this guy – I don't think there's a player in the history of any sport who has had a better walk year year than Aaron Judge of the put up and shut up, let me earn my contract. Yeah. Like nobody has done what this guy has done in that sort of scenario. And you best believe he's going to go shopping to New York first, the Mets, and to the Dodgers and to the Angels. He's going to he's going to be like a he's got a credit card yeah. uh you know on Saks Fifth Avenue, and he's they're just going to let him go. What, what, what meetings can right. we get? Let's see what meetings we can get. And the Yankees are going to be cornered. Aaron Judge and this team, they're going to be like, oh, this is our money. This is what we want. Or, uh, you know, take the ridicule that comes with it. And the Yankees are going to have to decide whether they want to be the laughing stock of that city or that they'll just say, you know, whatever you put in front of us, we get it. Well, boys, if you want to feel as confident as Aaron Judge will feel – like during the off season being courted by so many other markets and franchises, well, you can be as confident as Aaron Judge if you try Blue Chew. 
Bluetooth is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. You will not get intentionally walked, okay, when you're using Bluetooth. You will score. And the best part of it all is that it's done online, okay? So there's no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Bluetooth, Bluetooth tablets are made in the U.S. and prepared and shipped directly to your door in a discreet package. So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, chew it and, well, do it. And we've got a special deal for, uh, deal for our listeners. Try Bluetooth for free when you use promo code Locked On at checkout. You just have to pay $5 for shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code locked on to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Bluechew for sponsoring the podcast. A lot of Yankee talk, and I don't, and, and so I want to steer that back into race talk. This series, we will probably see the return of, yes, the young phenom, 11 year contract man, $182 million man, Wander Franco. But let's say he does get into the team on Friday. Well, unfortunately, we will have to say goodbye to somebody. It, it could be somebody with an option, such as Taylor Walls, Jonathan Aranda, Isaac Paredes, or maybe somebody with no options, like Yu Chang. So I want to pose this question to you both. Evan, you can go first. Who will be the one that gets the axe. Um, man, with Wander's injury history is tough. I mean, is there a chance that they put um, Yanni down south and just figure it out with the pitching short-term and, and then do some, you know, the crazy yeah. manipulation in the process that they just utilize Yanni for three innings? They're probably going to have to now wait uh, another two or three days to use him again. So why not shove him down there, let him get another bulk game, get another start in there, and then you can bring him back out on the back end of that. Or when someone else inevitably lands on the 15-day IL, that something will happen because, I don't know, the raised hitter, hitters and pitchers get injured more than anybody in the world. Um, then you can manipulate the way that you're supposed to manipulate it. Uh, I do not see how you can designate Chang for assignment. But again, Chang was always supposed to just be the get me over the hump until Wanda returned. It's just, I don't think anybody expected him to play the way he's been playing. It's it. Yeah. But you know, I mean, this franchise also DFA'd Whistler and you know, I didn't necessarily see that coming either. So not that, I, not that I think Whistler is like the best reliever in the pen, but, I mean, he's been a guy that they've turned to all season long and got hurt. And, I, you know, I don't know if with that injury they just didn't like what they were seeing again with his, his slider. But, um, I, you know, so if, if I had to make a guess, I would uh, – well, uh, I mean, I can't even say Yanni because they got to activate – Rasmussen off the paternity list, right. and that's going to be Yanni's spot. So, yeesh. Um, Might have to be your boy, Aranda. 
It might have to be. Is that your is that your guy, Kevin? I guess it is just by I think, I think, I think elimination, and I think that I think it has to be Aranda. I forgot yeah. about the paternity list thing. So yeah, I think I think it's got to be Aranda, and I, I think you have to keep you got to keep Walsy up because at least to the start of Wander's, you know, getting back out there, like they're not gonna I think shove him out there every day to play right. short. You know, even though I think hitting is actually the hard part, not the fielding, but. Um, you definitely want something that's going to give some breathing room. Yeah. Well, and when does uh, Roman Quinn get off the never IL? Nope. If he wants a job, he's never getting off that thing. Phantom IL. But don't you have to take him off? It's a ten day injured list, not forty day injured list. And you no, don't you have to put on it on August twenty. No, you you can move him to the sixty day, but you don't have to take oh. him off of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So that's what they'll do. Then. But but let's just say that Roman Quinn has the the roughest contusion you've ever seen this side of the Mississippi. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I'm looking at the schedule and we've talked about the schedule endlessly. So we should know it by heart now three at Yankee stadium. Then in four days, they have five games against Toronto. Yanni would be scheduled to pitch in normal debt in normal, normal rest on Monday. Now you get an extra player on the double header. The double header is on Tuesday. Yes. So you bring him it up. It might be somebody else that's not Yanni because you need Yanni for, for the Monday well, ones. To, so you don't well, put anybody no, on the schedule. I, I, or I McClanahan also needs to return, as you well, said. I, I don't know if McClanahan's pitching again this year. I'm, I'm on the David Sampson train and he's going to be shut down. I'm putting well, that on the record. Oh, what? They're just, they're just, uh, they're fooling us through. The, he has yeah. a bullpen session. I mean, they said best case scenario. He'd met, I, I think he's done for the year. Sorry. Nah. I I have not gotten any indication that, that Shane is done for the year. Everything's yeah. been positive up to the – no, I'm not saying that won't happen, but everything's been positive up to this point. Nothing – this the way that it's been described by Kevin Cash is the same way that Blake Snell got injured in his AL Cy Young year, right? He After the All-Star break, he had some shoulder fatigue. They shut him down for two weeks. They brought him back. That guy barely gave up any runs on his return. So um, – uh, there's there's no part of me that has heard anything that we're worried about Shane's uh, struck, you know, whether it's his elbow, whether it's his shoulder, whatever it might be. It seems like he is moving in, in the right direction. And the 15th, or I think they might hold off and keep him on the the beginning of the homestand just to be, you know, maybe because of travel, they might just keep him home and, and start him on the 16th. That would be the thing. But you mentioned it. I think what you would do, right, even if you send Yanni down, down in quotation, you can still bring him back up for the doubleheader as the extra player in that scenario. So you'll send him down, then up for the doubleheader, and then back down again. So um, that is what's going to happen on the 13th when that doubleheader happens, I, I guarantee you we'll see Chirinos. And it's totally okay the fact that Chirinos is going to have the extra day because even though his normal day is Monday, it's still four games. You know, he's still working on the normal game rest. So, um, And I'm looking is- for the person before Yanni, and the and before Yanni was a, a bullpen day. So we're saying then on a Monday to start the Toronto series, it could be a, a, a bullpen game. But again – that's without a guy who can give you two innings like Brooks Raley. So then you're putting a little bit more pressure 
on that bullpen if you don't have a bulk guy. This is very interesting stuff. Uh, to an extent. The Rays always figure it out. I mean, yeah. they really do. I mean, now, by the way, they're stretching Sean Armstrong. Now, they're. I mean, after Sean Armstrong had that spot start for Shane, yeah, they kind of are letting him go two or three. Yeah. And, I, and he's done well. He, great he job. Has. I don't know what has clicked with Sean, Sean Armstrong, but he's... It's his last name, Armstrong. That's yeah, you know what gives him the extra kick. So if his name was Sean Armsoft, he would be terrible. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I would not be surprised if we saw a three inning opener out of Sean Armstrong in this stretch. And okay. if the club is not thinking, do we have? Are we tapping into some Springsian type thing here? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. it. Uh, we have, it is a Friday episode, which means we have uh, baseball trivia and name that war. And before we get to that, we have to tell you about bet online, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. It's also your continued source for all your sport wagering info, including live betting, esports, and scores, the fastest and easiest way to check it out uh for your favorite sports and events including mlb mma boxing golf really this live reach should just say all sports you can bet on all sports and activities uh so just head over to the website today and or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action bet online it is where the game starts evan and ulysses i know ulysses is the biggest uh venezuelan football fan of all time not talking about soccer i'm talking about gridiron football uh Super Bowl picks. The season has started. The NFL season is underway. Who will win the Super Bowl in 2020, I guess 2023, technically? Yeah. Uh, I've, like, everyone's picking the Bills. I think that's a recipe for disaster. I just, I hate going with the public. Um, I actually am a fan. uh, I've been seeing us out there, and I kind of agree. Denver Broncos with Russell Wilson. I think that they they would um, they might represent the AFC, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna go Buccaneers to win the NFC and win the Super Bowl because it just seems right that Tom Brady would end his career with a Super Bowl title. Just it just feels like that guy has lived a movie, and this is the way it's yeah. supposed to end. I love the latter end of that, and you're right. Everybody's picking the Bills. My goodness, move on. Like if everybody's picking the same team, it's probably not going to happen. I know there's some love for this, uh, the the Bengals, Joe Burrows. Everybody is a fanboy of of Mr. Burrows. It's not going to happen. I'm with you, Evan. It's going to be TB12. He's going to retire with the championship, which I think he honestly might have just ended it with a COVID year, but with no people in the stands or, you know, not that feel, yeah. it just didn't feel probably right. And he wanted another taste at it. And this is his taste at it. So let's see if the O-line leakage does not actually make him, uh, you know, kind of worrisome. And he does end up with the trophy at the end. Okay. Before we get to trivia, I have to get this answer on the record from Klosky here. Okay. The Rays say they're game seven of the world series. Game seven of the World Series, it's the Rays facing whoever from the National League. Let's say the Dodgers, for example. You could watch that. You can only watch one, one of these. You can watch that, or you can watch an NFC Championship game, not the Super Bowl, but the NFC Championship game where the Bucks would be playing some other team. What so are I'm, you watching? 
so me personally, you personally, you can uh, eat, you, you have a choice of game seven of the world series featuring the rays or 20, I guess would it would be 2023, 2023 NFC professional. Does he have professional obligations to do if he doesn't watch one or the other? Or is he just a fan in this in this aspect? Both. I have to report. Because let me let me just say on the it. one thing that's that's flawed about this question. It's very antiquated. Who in this world doesn't have two screens anymore? Okay, <laughs> I got I got I got this puppy in one hand and I got the TV okay. screen in front of me. I don't know. You you've got a choice of okay. You got to. There's some sort of issue with a wedding. You can make either. Th- there's something um, where you I can only watch one had, of these. If I had to watch, uh, I will say this. If I had to watch one game this year, knowing that Tom Brady's like that's the end of Tom Brady, okay, I would be inclined to watch the Buccaneers game only because that could be the last time we see Tom Brady on the football field. Now, if we remove the Tom, let's say that Tom Brady is inked for next year, no matter what, he's coming back. Yeah, I probably lean towards Game Seven of the Rays. So it's it's a very it's a very much I got to read into it, but I I would I just it's a Really tough question for me to answer because there's no way that I would not watch Game Seven of the Rays. There's like zero point zero percent way that that would ever I would ever be in a scenario where I wasn't like I wasn't locked in on a two screen scenario. It just you know. <laughs> well, I mean, they're not even at the same you, time you, of the you year. But yeah, I'm like, there's a wedding issue. I leave the wedding. So that's it. I mean, that's what goes down. <laughs> Got to make yeah. tough cuts. Exactly. All right, let's get into baseball trivia. Ulysses, what do you have? All right, well, we've been talking about Mr. Aaron Judge and what he wants to do this year regarding home runs. So guess what, people? I'm going really easy on you. I like you, so I'm just fastball down the middle, okay? Bang, bang, we're in Minute Maid Park. I have in front of me the top 10 single-season home run record list. But however, there are some names that repeat, right? So there are only six different names in the top 10 single season home run record list. We will go one and one and see if you guys can get it. And I'm only giving you three strikes together because you are very intelligent baseball fans. All right. So Evan, you're our, you're uh, the guest. So you will start first. Bonds. Bonds is correct. McGuire. Correct. Mark McGuire. Uh, uh, Maris. Roger Maris. Correct. Uh, Sammy Sosa. Correct. Sammy Sosa. Um, Stanton? Yeah, Wow, very good. Giancarlo Stanton with 59. He makes the top 10 at number 10. Wow. Yes. One left. Uh, oh, there's one left? I thought it was top there's 10. Yes. Yeah, so there's only six names. And you have five right now. Oh, okay. So just name six of the top 10. Well, there are only six names on the top 10 because they repeat. Oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, Alex Rodriguez. Strike one. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, I know this is going to probably be wrong. Uh, pool holes. Strike two. Boys. Oh, boys. Get it together here. Okay. Who are we missing? Okay. Got- I'm just going to give you the names. Barry Bonds. 
Maguire, Maris, Sosa, is Stanton. It, is Griffey one? Don't hey, that's not your that's not our answer. That I'm, we're I'm just having now. a side I'm, side I'm convo. We, yeah, we, we each got a strike, so that's I think a we good guess. Well, it, it's definitely not Hank Aaron because like the most Hank Aaron had in a season was like nah, he was. He was con- he was consistency. Um, Boys. So steroid. Or we got to be thinking steroid guy. On the comments. On the comments. Sound off on the comments. If you know right now who they are missing. I want I want you to fill that comments box on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel while these guys are thinking. Okay, let's, let's do some reverse missing. engineering. Home run leaders of all time. There you go. And we already guessed Pujols. Single Griffey is a question mark. I like Griffey, but not to be not to be rude. Um, is so. Let me ask a question: Is this steroid era ball player? No, it's not. It was something else, steroid, and it was not steroids. It was something. Greenies? Nope. <laughs> something else. If I say the joke that I want to say, then you guys are going to guess the guy. And I really want to say the joke. Is it a modern guy? No, I mean, that's we didn't watch. Did, were we alive when this guy did this? We were not by a oh. long shot. It's pretty obvious. You guys, it's got to be Ruth, right? That's a question mark. I mean, I guess it's Ruth. Is that your final answer? Right, sure, it's our final answer. Babe Ruth, yes! All right, there Babe we go. Ruth! We got it, we got it, yes! <laughs> I mentioned Babe Ruth was With 60! With 60, come on! That was, okay. that was the whole Roger Maris thing. He passed him by one in 1961 with 60. It's so funny because now we've kind of like, we've like water shed that like whole story right. because we like the Maguire Sosa thing was like, now like yeah. some odd years ago. Uh, next week, that's a great trivia question, and I love the uh, setup of us going back and forth on that. Uh, I think the next one should be uh, top ten list of most chicken and beer on a flight across the country. Yeah. Wade Boggs, baby, let's go. Yeah, that's one answer. That, yeah, right Tampa there. boy as well. Um, name that war. Uh, it is a Tampa boy. Um, Tampa man, I should say. And this guy. <laughs> Is a pitcher, and we watched him roughly from 1995 to 2006. And his name is Brad Radke. What is his career war? Oh, what high school did he go to? Uh, well, I know his son went to Jesuit, but I can look that up. Um, I would imagine he went to Jesuit and his son went to Jesuit, but I could be wrong. That's very legacy school. R A D K E. He went to Jesuit. Okay. Oh, Baseball powerhouse. Um, yeah. That, Don't it, mind it, me. It, I actually it, have to plug in it, my it, computer. So you all deliberate this while plugging my computer. Lance McMuller. McCullen. McCullough Jr. McCullough right? was Jesuit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hmm. Radke. Okay. So Brad Radke, 96 to 2005. He gave us a year. Um, that's very helpful, actually. That is very helpful. Okay. So what are we thinking here? Um... Double digits? I mean, I, I I definitely believe double digits. 
not more than 15. There's no way. Uh, I feel like he pumped out a couple of good seasons, though, in Minnesota. If he did, though, that th- a couple three-war seasons, fine. That's six. Then you have eight years left of maybe one war season. So eight plus six, 14. Maybe, okay. We lost him. Technical <laughs> difficulties, uh, uh, people. Thank you so much for bearing with us. I don't know. If, I don't know if Kevin lost a signal or we lost him in an avalanche. But we lost. I don't Gav. know. Yeah, it was on an avalanche of white noise. Thank you guys so much for bearing with us. Make sure to subscribe right now on YouTube. Right now. Blink, oh, sorry blink, for that. Blink twice if you can hear us. We are so sorry. For if that. you need help, let us know. Yeah. Um, see, the audio people will not have this issue. Um, okay. Can you hear me? I can hear you, yeah. Okay. Yes. I'm trying to find the plug, but I can't get it. Um, <laughs> well, we'll, we'll, we'll guess rather quick. Evan, what is your yeah. name that war? Uh, I am going to go with 16.3. I am going to go with 13.9. Man, not giving Brad Radke the respect that he deserves. And actually, that's probably what I would have thought his career war would be. But it is an astonishing, and I mean astonishing, 45.3. Look at Ulysses. What? And it's, it's kind of remarkable because if you look at his line, he won 148 games, had a career 4-2-2 ERA, I don't know how, and I looked at Fangraphs War too, and they give him like a 36. So it has to be something with maybe there's some sort of metric of like, hey, he was the only good pitcher on the Twins during that time, so he was just banking wins and the consistency aspect. I mean, you could you could basically count on him to have a you know 3.8 ERA and uh, pitch 200 plus innings. I know that. He had he was remarkable in terms of strike to walk ratio and all that, but I, I'm befuddled as to how his career war is 45.3 with his career numbers. He has a very respectable, I mean, terrific career, really good career. But I don't look at those numbers and say 45 war. And maybe That's it's really- just the the longevity. And being able to stay healthy, the durability, and he's had a lot of complete games in his career. There, there's got to be something career underlying earnings? besides the ERA. Career earnings for Mr. Radke, do you know? Um, not off the top of my head, but probably well over 25, 30 mil. I'm going 38. Uh, you got a guess, Evan? Uh, I'll just split the difference. 32. Making me work here. Uh, Come on, buddy. You got it. Just show salaries. I don't. <laughs> this is harder than it uh, than it looks. If we get uh, it, his, Whoa. Oh, my. He could send uh, a million kids to Jesuit. $62 million almost. Well, my goodness, Mr. Radke. I think we all need, as a group, to apologize to Brad about totally underplaying his uh, 
career and his earnings. Yeah, hundred percent. And his uh, his son was a damn good bi- basketball player at Jesuit. Hand up. Wrong. Wrong. Yes. <laughs> Wrong. I did not think he had a forty-five. That's a really good one. That was good pick, man. All right. Uh, thank you for making the Lockdown Rays podcast your very first listen every day. Now make your second listen to the Lockdown MLB Prospects podcast. That is also free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we will talk to you next week.